Done with frizz? Say goodbye to that poof. Repel humidity and tame those flyaways. One drop, frizz stops with John Frieda Frizzy Serum. Your hair talks and frizz never interrupts. John Frieda Frizzy Serum. One drop, frizz stops. Only from John Frieda. Want to make your blonde blonde? Sheer Blonde Go Blonder Collection by John Frieda lightens and brightens hair to full shades to give you your best blonde every day. Your hair talks. Make a statement with Sheer Blonde Go Blonder Collection. Only from John Frieda. Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a May 2nd Tuesday edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I'm your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson a writer at a lot of places these days, former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian, and I am joined by my pal and also a writer at many places, uh, Anand Pandian, and most relevant to this week, the organizer of the five-on-five basketball art exhibit that is going down on Friday in Portland. Anand, what's up? What's up, man? How you doing? Doing good, man. Uh, excited that the weather is going to turn here uh, in, in Portland. Uh, it's kind of gloomy right now and kind of like dreary outside, but uh, uh, it's going to be hot tomorrow. It's going to be hot Thursday, so I'm stoked on that. Obviously, you know, still, you know, we got work and all that stuff, but still, it's going to be great. To, it's going to be awesome. I'm stoked for the sun. So, yeah, so I still have not um, experienced a Portland summer. I, I came here, like, in September, so kind of missed out on it. Should I be breaking out my shorts tomorrow, or is it going to quickly turn to rain? What, what, what's your advice? I think you're safe with the shorts. Okay. Uh, that, that's, what it, that's what it seems like. It seems like earlier in the day it's going to be cloudy, and then it's going to be hot the rest of the day. And it's going to be hot on Thursday, but then it's going to be kind of like a flip where it's going to get cloudy towards the end of Thursday. So... If there's going to be a day for shorts, my advice would say would be that that is Wednesday. Okay, great. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, so I know the, you uh, didn't come here to listen to us talk about the weather, but uh, <laughs> uh, as I mentioned, uh, Anin is is organizing a show, a cool art show. If you love basketball and you love art, I think you should definitely check it out. Uh, it's uh, in Portland, down, it's in Northwest Portland, right? Yeah, I'll give you an overview. Um, yeah, it's in Northwest Portland at this um, kind of athletic wear slash bicycle shop slash basketball shop called Athletic Community. Um, it's at the corner of uh, 19th, Northwest 19th and Lovejoy. Um, it's right next to a really cool coffee shop called the Commissary, um, FYI. Uh, but yeah, so... The whole idea for the show is I'm working with my buddy Nick, who runs this basketball art blog called Double Scribble. Uh, when, I, when I used to live in Boston, uh, Nick came out there, and we uh, kind of the same thing. I helped organize a basketball art show there. And then uh, here in Portland, you know, people here love the Blazers. Uh, it's a very passionate basketball community here in Portland. Uh, so I figured, yeah, it would be a good, another good idea to do another similar art-themed show, especially since, you know, Portland is – 
the culture here is great, you know, whether it's an arts, uh, foods or whatever, it's the, everybody really responds to culture. So uh, I got linked up uh, with Jeremy, who runs Athletic, and we, you know, kind of put the show on pretty pretty quickly, actually. And the cool thing is it's like, I mean, you call it an exhibit, which is very, very kind. It's, it's more of a, like a print uh, show. So the whole idea is like, uh, at least for me, I was never big into like art and anything like that. I think kind of when those uh, free Darko books came out, and the um, the guy they got um, to illustrate those books, Jacob Weinstein, they started selling his prints, and that kind of gave me uh, a new appreciation of art, which I didn't really like consider. Like usually, I don't know, it's kind of like stuffy museum type stuff. Um, so that's kind of the whole uh, you know point of this show. It's like it's uh, art that's accessible to basketball fans or even just fans of art in general because it's all you know by well done uh well respected artists and the price point is really low so we're all we're only selling uh screen prints of posters and they're all 40 dollars. so if you need you know if you want to decorate your apartment your house or whatever with some uh art it's pretty pretty easy to do if you come to the show on friday awesome yeah uh i think i'll i'll be there come through and get get some of those get some of that basketball art uh, I have, I, yeah, I'm a big fan of basketball art as well. I mean, I, I was never one that was like, oh yeah, like super into art when I was growing up either. And, uh, I remember like in the early days of basketball Twitter, when there were like a lot of artists out there doing stuff, like I'd buy some prints and, uh, but that's so cool that people are going to actually be able to like see them and, and, and like have their choices of, of, of a lot of cool different pieces and, uh, obviously, it's not going to be. I mean, obviously, we're in Portland, so there's going to be some Blazers stuff there. But I'm assuming that there will be other stuff that is not Blazers centric as well. Yeah, that's, that's a good. That's a funny point you bring up because, like, uh, the idea was like, you know, we're not. Uh, we didn't constrict the artists uh, to like give them guidelines or anything. It's just like, yeah, you know, do what you do. Some basketball, NBA related art, and so. Uh, but since it is Portland, the majority of them did do Blazers art. Uh, but there is some cool non-Blazers art stuff. Uh, this guy, Will Bryant, who used to live here and it's based out of Austin now, he did a kind of like a cool take on the Michael Jordan wingspan poster. Uh, but he did it with Bill Murray, which is kind of cool. It's kind of funny. He's wearing like a Bulls jersey. Uh, Big for then, Space Jam fans. Uh, no, no, not Space Jam fans. Oh, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. Well, he, right. Bill Murray yeah, was yeah. in Space Jam. I forgot about that for a second, yeah. Um and I think there is some other stuff. It is majority Blazers. So, you know, that's why I'm coming on this podcast, man. Lockdown Blazers. we got to get get, uh, get these Blazers fans out there. Okay, so now you know all the dope Blazers art is going to be there at The Athletic. So uh, it's going to be lit. It's going to be fun. I was a panelist at the last event that on in through Blazers Banter. It was very cool. It was very cool to meet uh, a lot of uh, – you know, passionate Blazer fans at that event. And I expect that, uh, you know, this is going to be another place for, you know, passionate Blazer fans to just be able to kind of hang out and chill and appreciate some cool basketball art. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of the artists are actually local. So, um, not a lot, but a good portion of them are local. So they'll be there too. So you could, you know, chop it up with them about the Blazers. Uh, we could talk about how the Blazers got swept in the first round, but, but, but the Golden State Warriors, you know, good, good times like that. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I, you, I think you and I both, uh, you just wrote something for Fansided uh, this week about being optimistic 
Um, you know, we saw the the Warriors come here and, and lay down the lumber, and even though Nurkic came back and they still took care of business. Uh, but I, I mean, maybe expand upon uh, or expound on you know kind of what you wrote there and why you think that there is a positive outlook because everyone on this podcast hears from me all the time. So I, I would love to get your perspective on that. Yeah, I guess that was just like the tone of the exit interviews where everybody was like, yeah, this season sucked. It was frustrated. I think Stott said it was like the toughest season he's ever had to coach in his entire career. Um, but then they're also like, oh, but then next season we got Nurkits for a full year, full training camp. So, um, so they were like, yeah, they were optimistic because they're like, hey, we got this guy who for 20 plus games or whatever showed that he could be a legit big man. Uh, for for the for the Blazers and even in the league, and he played played extremely well with um, with Dame and, and CJ, and it seemed like Noah Vonley was kind of taking a step that goes to Nurkic, you know, holding down the front line there. So they're all like all the players and coaches, and you know, Neil Shea, of course, uh, were like super optimistic. And I mean, I guess you you kind of have to buy into it a little bit because we don't know exactly how. Um, for like an entire season, how long, how how well they'll play? Because you know, again, Nurkic came in the middle of the year, kind of did learning on the fly, and he he did pretty well doing that. So now let's see what happens if he has a whole summer, you know, let's say understanding the Blazers' playbook and schemes and whatnot, talking stats. Then he's got a training camp as well. You know, you, you got to be plenty optimistic. Now, having said that, are are the Blazers going to be? in the top of the West next season? Probably not. But there definitely should probably be more consistent, I would say. Here's where – and and watching Memphis kind of do what they did against the Spurs kind of solidified this feeling for me. Is it so bad if, if Portland ends up like Memphis? Like, is it the worst thing if they end up, like, making the playoffs for – six or seven years in a row and having a couple of victories, but not really ever getting there. But like, is that really that bad? Like, cause Portland, I mean, are we kidding me? Are like, who are we kidding? Like they haven't made the finals in 25 years. Like, like that is get to the conference finals first and then maybe like, and then maybe build, but like this whole thing where you got to go immediately from nothing to winning a championship. Like it's so it's, it's such a, like it's such a false thing to be going for. I feel like, and I just don't see any actual way for Portland to get there other than like, you know, them getting there. But I like, you know, like I, I won't believe it until they do it. But like, is having like a perennial run like Memphis or like even the Hawks of like Joe Johnson and Al Horford and all those teams. Like, is that so bad? Yeah. I don't, I don't think it is that bad because I don't know. It, yeah. They're, they're like, I think Dame always talks about like he was, well, he talked about a lot in his exit interview. I should say like he was disappointed of course with the season and how inconsistent they played. But he was like, at the end of the day, you know, we put ourselves to be, in championship contention in the sense, because they were in the playoffs, you know, where you never know anything could have happened. I mean, obviously it did it, but like they were one of the top eight teams in the West, top 16 teams in the league. And, you know, it's kind of it's interesting that you brought it up because I believe on the starters today under Twitter show, I don't know if you listen to that, but they were talking a lot about the Clippers, you know, the Clippers is in our team who 
you know, they're always been what 50 plus wins, but then they get you're knocked out first or second round of playoffs. And it's like, come on, what's, what's next for this team? And then, but that's, and that's fair because it's like, yeah, this team's just treading water. But then you could look at a team like uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves who haven't been to the playoffs in 12 years. And each year you'd be like, Hey, they got this young talent. They're pretty, let's, they're optimistic about this young talent. Then nothing really happens and they keep losing. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, I think it's just the, uh, I think it's just, it's just tough when the Warriors are so dominant and it's just like, why even try type of deal? But like, yeah, why not? Because it's, it also, this is also uh, a thing that um, Olshay talked a lot about in the exit interview, in the exit interview where he was saying, you know, like uh, it wasn't in relation to that culture thing, but like he was talking about how like when they made a trade for Nurkic, there was kind of the idea of like, okay, maybe they were going to go kind of south. Not tank in a sense, but they wouldn't be winning as much. But, uh, you know, he credited the stats about how they were pushing for wins because they, you know, if you had an idea that you're going to keep losing, it's not good for the team culture in a sense and environment. So they just had the idea of keep winning. And, you know, and, you know that, that's, that makes sense. It's like if you think positive thoughts, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll have a positive attitude and demeanor. So I don't know. No, I like – I yeah I just think that I don't think where they are right now like is so bad like Olshay did totally not do what he needed like he didn't the moves did not pay off in the in the offseason like you can that is just that did not happen however his point about this actually being the second year of a basically a complete rebuild right. around Damian Lillard that is true like, because they were picked to win 26 and a half games the year they last year when they made the playoffs, won 44 games. They got bit by the injury bug this year uh, with Ed Davis and Aminu. And both of those guys were also worse than they were last year. So it's like, I, I, I think it's, you know, it, their cap sheet sucks. It's terrible, but like. I don't think that they're like in the dire straits that like a lot of people put them in and 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 that's here included. Like I think there are a lot of people, you know, some of my uh you know folks over at Blazers Edge are very negative about where the cap sheet is and where things are. But like it it could be a lot worse. Like like, just look around, I think, is like you said. Like, yeah. look at Minnesota. Like, they still, like, I mean, obviously their future is very bright, but, like, they haven't made the playoffs in since KG left. Right. Yeah, and I think, I mean, so that cap thing is a legit thing, I feel like. Oh, yeah. I think it's just like, okay, yeah, sure, we're a mediocre team, but then there's not the opportunity to kind of improve as easily as some other teams. So that's, that's, a, that's a fine complaint, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, then again, the, the Blazers have these uh, three draft picks. You know, maybe they, they probably won't keep uh, maybe two of the guys or whatever. But they got what fifteenth or sixteenth it is, so they yeah. could do something with it. And I, you never know; they, they can make a trade. They made it. Tr- this trade for Nurkic came out of nowhere, so you never know. And there's a lot of really like I, I know that you know everyone is looking at the draft right now, but and I know that. But drafts are crazy. Like, they don't ever go the way that anyone thinks they're going to go. And so, like, as try as the mock drafts do, like, they, a lot of teams keep their stuff close to the vest. And, you know, you never know what player you might get there and where the Blazers can take advantage of, you know, 
um, mistakes by another team or something. Like, I obviously, you know, Olshay's reign hasn't been perfect. He's dodged some bullets with contracts that he's given out. But at the same time, I don't think, like, he built this team that they have now. And let's see if he can figure a way out of it. Like, I, I, I mean, because I, 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 that's where I stand on it. Like, I, I, there, I know that there's been... Uh, there's there's been a rising tide of uh, of the Blazers need to change everything, but I really just mm-hmm. I think Olshay is still the guy to go with because he put a team out there last year that wasn't expected to do anything and won 44 games. This year they regressed, but like give him the uh, the tiebreaker, I guess. Like give him like let's see where where it lands. Like is he the greatest GM who is third in executive of the year voting last year or is he the worst GM in the league like I, I just think it's somewhere in the middle and I think he deserves another shot to to do it yeah I agree I mean I don't know I think it's the, I think the whole thing that we're just talking about is like you know we as a culture just demand like greatness like in everything we do you know so if they're not being if the Blazers you know like I said I haven't been here for that long but it definitely feels like if the expectations of the team are, are always high, whether the, the players themselves put it or just the city itself, but they just, they're just really excited by the, 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 you know, the team, like, and they believe in every single player, even like guys like Myers Leonard is who has, has his detractors, but he also has his, um, you know, people who really support him. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Portland, Portland's, I think they're in a fine position. I, I don't see, I, I bet you that a lot of teams wouldn't want to be where they are, you know? I mean, look at the Lakers right now. Like, I mean, I mean, they have been trying to rebuild for like three years now, you know, behind Kobe and all that stuff. And it still hasn't really still hasn't really come to fruition. And like they got three really good lottery picks. You know, they got Clark or, you know, they got Clarkson, they got Randall and Ingram. And like, you know, Ingram was kind of like he kind of might have the most potential to be a star, but he still didn't really look that great. Like. Like they don't really have anybody to really build around, so it's like it's like you could be where the Lakers are, and and right. they and they've had better draft. They've done exactly what everyone that wants the Blazers to like get good draft picks to do. Like they got high picks, and still that's where they are. So it's like it, it it's really not the worst thing. But we can move on from this now, unless you have okay. any, any other points on that. No, no, no more points. Let's move on. Okay, uh, the playoffs are happening. Second round just started. Um, I guess yeah, we'll start, I, I will start with the. I think the game that was the biggest surprise is that Houston game. Uh, what did you okay. What did you think of that display by the Rockets? And do you think? I mean, obviously they they have home court advantage now, but do you think they're going to win that series after that, or do you still believe in the Spurs and trust the process over there? Um. I believe I, I talked to you about this. Like, I, I have faith in the Rockets. I think they're, like, the one team that I don't think they're going to beat the Warriors, but I think they might be able to take two games against them. Uh, and it looks like it will be conference finals, obviously, now. But, like, um, I don't know. The Spurs are good, for sure. Kawhi Leonard is definitely top three, top two, top four, whatever you want to say, player in the league. Uh, but the Rockets, their offense is just so pro- prolific like we saw uh i guess that was last night mm-hmm. so like and it that's the, the, the problem with the spurs is that those big men that they have with like gasol uh david lee <laughs> david lee man who started and even aldridge at times they can't play in those pick and roll against those fast guys that the rockets have and like ryan anderson absolutely killed lamarcus aldridge which is like something probably people would never have thought would have happened and 
Yeah, LaMarcus Aldridge was like legit getting ki- killed yesterday on Twitter all game long. Oh, and, and, had, and Portland yeah. Twitter was very excited about that. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's probably what I'm referring to, yeah. So it's like, I think the Spurs are fine. I don't think they're going to lose by that much points again. And they may end up winning the series, but I, I won't be too surprised by that, uh, by Houston's um, win, because I, I, I believe in the Rockets. Yeah, I, I think we're in agreement on that with Houston. Uh, I My Twitter on the record pick was Houston in six. Uh, I, I did not think they were going to do that last night, and I did not think that Aldridge was going to look that bad. I think he'll have a better game, too, because uh, he can't possibly play worse than he did in game one. But, yeah, I think the point you made about David Lee, like, yo, Popovich, like, it's 2017. David Lee should not be starting against a team like the Rockets. Like, and I think he may have gotten, or just the Spurs in general, like that series against Memphis was kind of like, it wasn't, it was a tough series because Memphis battled and they fought hard, but it wasn't, there's no way that that series can actually prepare you for a team like the Rockets where the gate, where they turn the sliders up basically like 2k and the game is, you know, it's just, (laughs) it's literally just so fast, so much faster and, yeah, the bigs look slow, and the guards are slow, too. Like, that's the other problem, too, is that, like, Tony Parker was, like, a non-factor at all. Mm. And, like, because Beverly, like, Beverly is used to guarding, like, the best, you know, Hart, Westbrook, Steph, Dame. Like, and Parker, where he's at right now, is just not on those guys' level. And so Beverly's just eating him up, and he's not doing anything. Yeah. that's uh, Kind of like how... Um... Portland Twitter hates on LaMarcus Aldridge. San Antonio Twitter hates on Tony Parker. I saw, saw some of that last night. Uh, but then Parker also played well. I think it was what, the last game they played against the Grizzlies. He played the last two games. So he said, but Pat, Pat Beverly, it's, he, uh, he's, he was a favorite. He was my favorite player I've seen play live this year, Patrick Beverly, because he's like nonstop energy, just all the time, like on it, which is like, and he's like, he's not a big guy, you know, but he, he's, he's, he's pretty impressive. Being a Patrick Beverly fan on the internet is tough. <laughs> that is true. As someone who is a big Patrick Beverly fan, uh, you know, that Westbrook thing always. But, like, I love that Pat Beverly, like, knows exactly who he is. Like, he right. is there to just annoy the hell out of every star player and just make three-pointers and play really great defense, and he does that. And I, I, I love when he's out there. He's perfect compliment to Harden. And, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and the other thing is that, like, what is the San Antonio – what is the Spurs' adjustment to, like, not let the Rockets have all those threes? Like, because they were just getting oodles and oodles of open three-pointers. Like, I don't – like, it wasn't as if, like, Houston was just hitting a bunch of tough shots. Like, they were getting great looks. Yeah, I think Popovich talked about it. I didn't, so I didn't actually read any, any of this, but I, I think he talked about uh, they just have to limit their transition, oh. use of transition opportunities, right? Yeah, you know, always great to preface it with that. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, which, I, which I also think, I don't know, I think, yeah, the Rockets, were, their offense was just, just insane. And so, like, I don't think they can duplicate that. I think they definitely get close to it. Um, but, yeah, Houston just, I mean, San Antonio just needs to play. I think it was also their problems with their offense. Their offense just wasn't flowing as well, and then that led to Houston leaking out, getting those threes. So this was a weird game. Um, I don't know. We it's, just, it, 
Yeah. We we just uh, we no we can move on now to the uh, another. We just watched. Uh, maybe we should talk about the game. We just we both just watched that Washington Boston game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the over under for that game was two eighteen, and they blew it out of the water. <laughs> like yeah. that that series. Uh, I know Houston and Golden State. If we get that series, is going to be an incredible offensive showcase. But I feel like this Washington Boston one is like. No one's playing any defense. Yeah, that, it's also fun because they're like, I don't know if they hate each other, but they definitely don't like each other. Markeith Morris keeps barking at every single player at the Celtics, and uh, Isaiah Thomas is giving it right back. And he's also, he's yeah, he dominated. He scored 53 points tonight, took over in the fourth with it in overtime, and that was a fun game to watch. I, I'm pretty high in the Wizards. I, I don't know if they could come back from this 0-2 hole, but... Um, I was pretty high on the Wizards before the start of the playoffs, and and the Celtics though are, have been looking really really good. They you know they came back from their own old two hole against the Bulls, and now they've been playing really well. Especially it's kind of crazy what Isaiah Thomas is doing. Like I just saw he had like uh, six hours of four four to six hours of dental work today compared to dental work he had yesterday as well. So he came out and dropped fifty three, and today was like his uh, sister who passed away tragically his birthday. So it was like all these things going for him. And he's so still somehow so he simply dominated. It was pretty wild. That was, yeah, that what, yeah, what he did was like, I mean, the, the shots that he made in overtime, he had that, that one and one where he like did like an overhead throw while getting fouled. I mean, he's incredible. And I mean, he might be like the most entertaining guy to watch. Like, I mean, obviously Steph is phenomenal, but it's like, it's just so fun to watch this tiny dude just absolutely dominate. And, and it's, I, I, I had a great time watching that game. Yeah. 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 So he, so wait, what did you say? He's the most entertaining player. Yeah, in the NBA? He might yeah. be, he might be like, he, he, huh. he, he's, he's definitely top five most entertaining. Yeah, he definitely is. Especially when he goes off Steph. We put Westbrook on there, Harden. I just feel Steph, like we only put guards. <laughs> Steph, yeah, Steph. Westbrook. Probably Dame too. We could put Dame. De- yeah, Steph, Dame, Westbrook, Harden, LeBron. Obviously, like. Oh, LeBron. Yeah. I mean, there's so many great players right now. Yeah. That's the other thing too. Is like there are so many guys. That I'm like, I love what like. I mean, even the other day, like I wrote that thing about the Blazers and Draymond Green. Like the reason I like Draymond Green stands, it's he just stands out in like when you see him. And it's like, I mean, there's so many guys that I, I really enjoy watching in the league, but Isaiah is at or near the top of the list. Yeah, for sure. Um, Cleveland, Toronto. Do the Raptors? I mean. Do the Raptors? I, I thought the Raptors would win a couple of games and push them a little bit, but. I mean, it just seems like every time Cleveland tries, they just don't have a chance. <laughs> yeah, the, the opponent doesn't have a chance. I mean, I don't know. The Raptors, they didn't look that great against the Bucks um, in the first round. And so then the Cavs, you know, they played, the Pacers played them tough, but the Cavs took care of business. And I feel like that's what's going to happen here, where it might be maybe Toronto gets one. But I don't know. I mean, they were just, they were just, I don't, I don't even know how to describe They're just crushing the Raptors. I mean, like, they threw that, uh, Kyrie threw that off the backboard pass to LeBron within, like, three minutes of the game start. And then he did that whole, like, 
pretending to drink a beer later. Then Kyrie crossed up Norman Powell real bad. Like they were just feeling it. And then when when they're like feeling like that, I feel like no, definitely nobody's going to beat them in the East. Yeah, that I mean, the Cleveland. I'm curious to see if after only one day of rest, how that Cleveland team plays defense. Cause like love was like extremely active on defense with like trapping and stunting and doing all this stuff that I'm not used to watching him do. And Mm -hmm. I felt like the Cavs in general played really good defense in that game. And I'm, I just want to see, I'm curious to see whether, you know, they're going to be able to replicate that effort and what, you know, adjustments Toronto may have to kind of like, break those traps and create better situations because you know the the Cavs were like really aggressive they were very aggressive on defense but they were very aggressive on defense having had five days of rest or however long they I mean they had a week almost I think and so we'll see how that defense carries over I think is the one thing I want to watch for is whether that defense carries over and then maybe Toronto has a chance to get a couple yeah I don't know. A couple seems pretty uh, far fetched for me. I think only one, but um, I don't know. What's uh, I feel like so. I, I think I think like what you were just saying though before. Like I feel like the wi- Bull, uh, not Bulls, the Celtics Wizards series might be the most entertaining right now because like uh, I mean the, the Warriors are kind of already beating the Jazz by a lot. Um, Cleveland's gonna take care of Toronto. Raptors, um, Rockets, San Antonio could be could be fun, but. Um, I don't know. It, the the Celtics Wizards one just has so much more drama to it right now, which which is pretty cool to see. And I think you're right there too with like the interpersonal stuff that's going on between those two teams. Like, there's, I mean, the Wizards wore all black for, <laughs> yeah, a, regular regu- for, for a regular <laughs> season game against the Celtics. So, yeah. like, th- they really do. I mean, and like the like, it was like one of the first plays of the game. Markeith Morris just throws Al Horford into the first row, like. But it, that series is like professional wrestling meets <laughs> me, meets basketball, and it, it, I, 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 yeah, I, I'm in agreement that that is definitely the most entertaining series of this round because the, it's on the Spurs to make that other one entertaining. Right, right, yeah, um, and yeah, as you mentioned, the the Warriors are rolling already. Uh, I I think the Jazz will win a game. Okay. And I'm just going to keep recycling that take until it happens because I just I, I don't think that the West is like, OK, if the Spurs get past the Warrior or the Rockets, mm-hmm. then maybe the full sweep is in play. But I just don't see how the the Warriors are going to go completely unscathed in the West. Like, I know that everyone wants them to do it because that's, you know, what <clears> the <throat> Lakers did and everyone's been chasing that. But like, I just feel like the West is too good, even even for them. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, I don't know if it'll come in this round, maybe Western Conference Finals, but um, I don't know. What? So what did you see out of the Warriors um, when they played the Blazers? Like, it was like that game four was just like total domination within. They were just like, all right, let's just end this series right now. Game three here was also kind of similar where they were just like, I feel like they kind of just were like keeping it semi-close. And I think the Blazers were just really energized with Nurkic's return. Then Warriors are like, all right, enough is enough. And I think that's what's going to happen in this Jazz series as well. They're going to probably have some, maybe one or two close games, but then the Warriors is going to be like, nah, that's it. Yeah. I I mean, they, they let you in. And I do think that the Jazz can do some things to maybe exploit 
some of the things that the Warriors do well. Like, obviously, I think when the Blazers and Warriors played, I thought them. I thought it was the right move for Portland to just try and play fast because that's how Portland plays, and that's just what they're built to do. So you can't not do what you do, but. The Jazz are in a different situation because, like, what they do is be very methodical, slow the pace down, and they don't do it as much anymore. But, like, I feel like Gobert favors can really just, like, if they just, like, okay, we'll have three really good perimeter players, you know, Hayward, Hill, and, you know, Hood or Ingles or someone like that, and then just, like, have those two guys just hammer the offensive boards and try and and get it back on that end because, I mean... Obviously, Cleveland had LeBron, but, like, another thing that they did well is, like, they were able – like, Tristan, like, Tristan Thompson just being able to get offensive board after offensive board. Like, mm-hmm. I think I think that is a way for the Jazz to get back in the series. And they have, in my opinion, they have a much better stable of three-point shooters. Like, CJ and Dame are great three-point shooters, and they're – you know, the way that they create is something – you know, is something special. But, like, the Jazz just have more – they just have a more of a variety of three-point shooters – so I, I think for that, I think they'll be able to, like, create some creases, but they haven't so far. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll yeah. see. I mean, the Warriors yeah. could just be could just be that good. This actually just got me thinking, too. After that game, after the Warriors kind of swept them and everyone kind of saw that the Warriors were so good, <clears throat> like, does that even like, I mean, they like didn't even really need Kevin Durant. Like, they just, no. they didn't. No. And I think I think they played him. You know, he didn't play for that long anymore. I think it was just so he could get into like a rhythm. You know, get just a, like get, get a little cardio. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, get like a little familiar uh, experience playing with that with the guys again, type of deal. But yeah, yeah, that game was that game was kind of wild to see how 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 efficient and how uh, yeah, just like yeah, just how efficient and how on point the the Warriors could be when they're locked in like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think we're on a collision course for Cavs Warriors again, though. I think it's, I mean, though, I mean, LeBron went in there and tightened the screws on Boston when he tried, uh, but like Boston, I, I, I feel, I feel pretty good about Boston right now. You know, they, they, I mean, I know you're feeling good about the Wizards, but like, Mm -hmm. I just, I just like, I, I really like the way Boston's playing. I don't understand why Amir Johnson's still playing, but uh, I really just like pretty much everything else that they're doing. And, uh, but they're going to hit the road. It's going to be a little bit tougher. Obviously Washington will probably get a bump from that. So I hope that series goes seven because, uh, it's been the most entertaining series so far. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm hoping that too. Uh, anything else you want to tell the folks, uh, about the event on Friday? or uh, where they can find your stuff, anything you're working on, anything you've written recently uh, that you want the people to check out? Yeah, I mean, you guys could follow me on Twitter. Just search my name. I'm sure it'll be in the podcast description. Uh, but, yeah, just if you listen to this and you're in the Portland area, come out this Friday from 5 to 10 p.m. to the athletic community. It's in northwest Portland, and it's going to be free drinks. Uh, you know, you don't have to, it's not like, uh, it's not going to be a pressured sales environment. You can just come out, hang out. You don't have to buy art. Uh, you can just marvel and ooh and ah at the, at the art. But a lot of it is really impressive. Um, I guess I should also say, I forgot to mention this, but there, um, this guy, Matt Hollister, who lives in Seattle, he's coming down. Matt did this really cool project. Um, I believe 
maybe two years ago now where he attempted to draw what well, he did do this he drew every single player in nba um and he had like a tumbler for it like i forget what exactly it was called but he's coming down to paint a mural at the athletic um so that'll be cool so there's going to be a big old mural that he's going to paint on thursday and partly friday as well so that's a that'll be cool to see you know in person obviously it's, it's a big basketball mural um and then yeah there's going to be other great art you can just come out if you want to buy something that's cool if not just hang out uh, I will say if, if you want, if you don't live in Portland and want to buy it, you could go to doublescribble.com. Uh, that's all one word. And you could actually buy some of the prints beforehand and after the show as well. The athletics only selling the prints uh, day of and after that, it's just going to be like a regular art show. The show it's going to be up on the, in the store, but uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's my selling point. Ho- hopefully you guys come out. Uh, Eric will be there. You could talk to him about some, some of the blazers, uh, some of your concerns about the Blazers, I'll be there as well. Um, should be should be a good time. Marvel, let some art with me. Have a beer. <laughs> yeah, have yeah. a beer with me and Anand and talk about the Blazers and art and all kinds of stuff. So I, I think it's gonna be fun. Another great basketball event in Portland. <laughs> Anand, thank you for for putting this on and uh, looking forward to it. And thanks for coming on the pod. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Rush into Old Navy today for up to 50% off store-wide. Get dresses from $15 for women, $12 for girls, plus up to 75% off clearance for the whole family right now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 1016 to 1020, select styles only.